Welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smeema. And I'm Richard Minari. Woo! Woo! We get coming to you with this hot, hot summer sun um, that, you know, for all we know, is going to disappear forever, very soon. And uh, we'll never be able to see it again. Yeah, little people know that actually when there's an eclipse, the sun just ceases to exist for a couple seconds. Yeah, it just decides, you know, I'm over it. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, after these past few months of 2017, I don't blame that celestial orb because I do am over it. It's just watching Earth and just like, okay, I got to take five. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Once Moon, every can you light. cover me for one second? <laughs> Literally. Just for one. <laughs> I read something online that was like, eight months have passed in 2017, and I have felt everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> and it's very true. And I think mm-hmm. the sun really feels it too. You know, we're all empathetic creatures. Some of us. I think the sun is one. Still want to fight it. It's, a, it's at its weakest tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, yesterday. So now is that's the probably time what I'm strike. going to be doing. Yeah. Just get up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'll be spending my eclipse time doing and what I have successfully done by the time you have start listening to this podcast, the sun should be no more. We are finally rid of it. Just got rid of it. Get rid of that, that, that real inconvenience, <laughs> that real nuisance in the sky. What will you be doing slash have already finished doing during the eclipse, Richard? I will. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I built the most elaborate and um, successful pinhole camera for the eclipse um it's a camera is yeah it's a pinhole camera it's this thing where you put some tinfoil and then you poke a hole in it and then you put it into a cereal box and then you look into the cereal box and it the the sunlight goes through and makes a projection of the sun onto the back of the cereal box huh did you actually make this no this is the past I have no idea how it's going to go. I'm very concerned it's going to look ridiculous and not work. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, no, this is full. I'm not even, my body's going to be turned away from the sun. Okay. Yeah. I am very sure. terrified of burning out my retinas. <laughs> As we all should. Mm-hmm. As we all should. All right, Richard, what's our, what? I, I already said I'm going to fight it. Oh, that's right. With my <laughs> eyes closed. Don't worry. I'm going to be putting like a bandana over my eyes. So it can't, like, I've already gotten rid of the one weakness I have at that point, <laughs> and so I'll be unstoppable. Uh, and I have a deal with the moon. She's going to help me, and mm. that's why she's covering him. It'll be great. Uh, there'll be no more sun. Don't worry about it. I got it. Uh, Richard, what is our question of the week? Our question for the week is, what anime do you love to hate? <laughs> this question we've talked a lot about like those animes that like we like animes that we yeah. find annoying or dumb but like what are those animals that like, you're like when someone brings up in conversation you roll up your sleeves you like put on your stuff <laughs> and you're like i am so ready to just light into this i need a i need a moment no definitely i need a moment mm-hmm. to think about this uh while you talk about this um i or while you think about this sorry i'm going to mention um 
there are a bunch of animes that like, I mean, number one, let me, let me, let me preface this. I, Kelly, I'm an open-minded guy. I don't, I don't spit into the, 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 into other people's faces when they watch something that I'm not a fan of. But mm-hmm. there is no excuse when it comes to watching Fate Stay Night, the original series. <laughs> it's true. There is no reason anyone should be watching that stuff. I'm just a humble man. And no, okay, so let me take that back. There's reasons to watch. It has fun fight scenes. It has summons where people are super cool. Uh, Who doesn't love Saber? I mean, Saber's the best, and every opportunity we have to see her is great. But (laughs) But at what cost? At what what cost? cost? So while I don't, I I can understand why people will do it, I will... um, I will get my cleats on. I will get my jumping shoes on whenever anyone, whenever we talk about this show and I will get my stomping ready and I will just light into that show as soon as I hear about it. I remember the one I love to hate. Like, adore to hate. <laughs> it's Awari no Seraph. Oh my God. Awari Seraph of the End. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have seen to completion both seasons. Um, which I think gives me the right to love to hate it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because there is nothing redeemable about it, is Mm. there? It's so bad. (laughs) And it just constantly teases you with trying to be good and then decides to choose, you know what? No. (laughs) I'm going to do the terrible thing instead. (sighs) I've talked about Awari no Seraph before. Mm -hmm. It's a vampire anime that starts off like the first episode really strong, though the pacing is crap. Um, where there's like this weird disease that kills everyone off except people younger than 13 and this orphanage gets raided by vampires and like where the main character's from, they have to live underground now with their vampire overlords and they're kind of treated like cattle and taken their blood, whatever. Um, but there's like a human resistance on the up- upside world that's happening and the main character tries to get his whole orphan family out Um, And in the process, ends up kind of, there was an ambush and a vampire kills them all, (laughs) including his best friend. And so, in front of him, and it's very traumatizing, and he leaves, but he finds the human resistance, and that's episode one. (laughs) And arguably the only good episode, it's still not that great, because like I said, the pacing is crap. Uh, But it is the good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh and then it goes downhill from there because, you know, with that premise, you're like, oh my god, is this going to be like Attack on Titan? Is this going to be like da-da-da-da? No, it turns into a high school anime. <laughs> and you're like, why does high school exist in this post Like, very much structured high school, Japan high school. Why does this exist in this post-apocalyptic world? Why is this kid so angry? Well, okay, we get why he's angry, but why is he so unlikable? I don't care. This character is a carbon... There's another character who is literally a carbon copy of Tsukishima from Haikyuu, but his hair is dyed pink and it boggles my mind. <laughs> um, all the characters are just tropes in character form. There's fan service. Best friend is the only interesting character. He turns out to become a vampire later on. And like his struggle is real and should have been the main thing, but the vampires are boring and also not... In- like Everything is boring and not interesting. And like it's just really queer baby and just like so boring. And the <laughs> fight scenes aren't even that great. And the animation isn't even that great because there's so many points where they just, like, montage or, like, hold on. St- it's garbage. 
<laughs> and season two, sorry, I'm going on a rant because I love to hate it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Season two is slightly better to a point, and then after episode nine, it just gets real bad because they realize, wait, we need an ending, don't we? <laughs> huh, didn't think about that one. Turn him into the Salt King, regardless <laughs> of the fact we've never spoken about it. No one knows what that means. Just keep calling him that. And now we're on a beach and everything's fine. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Also, let's incorporate random CGI of sports cars, because that's what the kids want. <laughs> that's how we grab our demographics now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so bad. But I like watched all of it, and I really enjoyed watching all of it with my friend. Because we were just both just like, what is happening? Why are people so into this? People are really into it. Um, and I think that's funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the character designs are nice. Well, except for the carbon copy of Tsukishima. But I mean, they're, 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 I'm into the military aesthetics. I really like their uniform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, that's, their own, that's the only redeeming quality, to be honest. Everything else is garbage. From what I've heard of Awari no Sarah. But it's the kind of thing where I'll be like, I'd watch that again with some people because I think it's really funny to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, what I understand of Awari no Seraph is that, like, it's kind of really great for hating because, like, everyone had these great expectations of it and then, like, they got dashed very quickly and, like, the entire tone for the show just seemed to shift very rapidly. And, like... Yeah. It just left behind a lot of people who were disappointed but kept watching. Like, I talked to my good, good friend who was like, I don't know why I'm watching this show. I was really into it at first, and then I'm just watching some boys who might be kissing, but I'm not positive, and this isn't what I was necessarily (laughs) hoping for. Oh my god, no. Season two, like, is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm going to start spoilers. I've been very vague up to now, but now it's spoiler territory. Mm. Like, they, like, tease the Mika Yu reunion, which is, like, the whole point of the show, even though they don't really treat it like the point of the show, but then, like, it's just really pandery. Mm -hmm. And, like, it happens, and it's, like, a cliffhanger where, like, you just stabs (laughs) Mika straight through the chest without thinking it, and that's the end of one episode, and then the next episode, it's like, oh, he's fine because he's a vampire, okay. What? And then they just start, like, not making out, but making out. In a convenience store where Mika has this whole time since season one refused to drink human blood because he's like, I don't know, doesn't want to get rid of his humanity or some dumb thing like that. And like that will make him permanently a vampire. So he's only been subsisting on vampire blood that people have donated to him because they're like, you're so stupid. But I guess it doesn't make sense. Um, And so but then there's like that super cliched of like you being like, what do you mean? You're dying. She <laughs> take my blood. And he like, it's so fetishy and oh. like, like fan service-y how he's just like, shows off his neck and he's like, bite me, Mika. <laughs> and Mika's like, can't contain his boner for you any longer. <laughs> and just like, and it's like, it take, it's a, I just, it's a very vivid scene. It's probably the thing that they animated the best because it's like, this is all we have now. This is, the only thing. And then once that scene happens, it's like all the sexual tension in the show escapes and no one cares anymore. Because <laughs> that was the only thing that was keeping people in. Because it was the only conflict that like made any sense. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, we get why they like like each other and they're close. 
Um, and now they've reunited, and now Mika's, you know, committed to being a vampire. What does anything matter? But they still need to end on a giant fight scene for some reason, which is just people milling about in this area, and then you becomes the Salt King. And it's still, I don't really understand it. He gets wings, temporarily. I literally think that, like, sometimes when I think of the ending, I think, like, I'm making this up. I'm just not remembering <laughs> correctly. But I'm like, no, that, like, all those things definitely did happen. <laughs> It's like they had all these people in for this mega fight, and I don't think they ever really fought. They just kind of stood around most of the time. It's so bad. I should watch it again. See, that's perfect. When something is so ridiculous that you just feel compelled to keep going back to it. Like, I just, I need to go back to be like, what were they doing for like three episodes? I know that the Mika thing happens episode 9. I think it's ingrained in me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god. I can't believe I'm watching this. This is like <laughs> weird, etchy, but like for the female gaze. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, um, I have to have a confession, Kelly. Okay. Um, and this may get into weird territory that we can steer away from very quickly. Great. Um, I... When I think about animes where it's like, oh man, I love ragging on this and I love like getting rid of a bunch of people and saying, yeah, this is bad. Like, <laughs> I think about a show that I've never actually seen before, but as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's something I can make fun of and something I can like talk badly about. <laughs> and I feel bad for it because like I haven't actually seen it. So, like, but then again, I never mind. I don't feel that bad about it. The show I'm talking about is Boku no Pico. <laughs> I don't super know what it's about. All I know is that the subject tags that people will usually discuss is like bad, bad, bad. <laughs> we can't talk about Boku. We can't talk about Boku. Video, but like that's detail. one. Yeah. But I can tell you that I have seen. I think the first half of the first episode, and then I like physically could not keep going. <laughs> I had to stop. Because is it as bad like as one the things where it was like a big? It's it's a. It's a porn of, it's like a hentai. It's like, oh, it's literally a hentai. Oh, okay. Do you not, you do you really not know anything about Boku no Pika? I mean, like people say don't touch it. So I'm like, okay, I won't touch it. No, it's, it's legitimately like not okay. Oh no. <laughs> what happens in that hentai? Uh, because of the subject material. I see. It's like, it's a yaoi hentai with underage boys. It's like not okay. Oh no. <laughs> Um, but it was, like, back in 2010, it was, like, a huge thing in the fandom world of, like, making that joke of, like, don't watch Boku no Pico, whatever you do, and, like, some video went viral about it, and so, of course, high school Kelly was, like, I'm gonna be edgy, and I'm gonna watch it, and then it was, like, it's funny to treat it, like, I think it's more fun to not actually know what it's about, Mm -hmm. because once you do start watching it, you're, like, wow whole team made this huh oh no someone drew this like a lot you know to make the frames for this they made three episodes of this um oh god and i only got as far as to them eating vanilla ice cream in the car cancel and then i had to stop because it was bad (laughs) they weren't they were doing bad things with the ice cream richard (laughs) bad things were happening so i uh, i just quietly X'd out of the browser and said, you know what, Kelly? You're better than this. You don't need to do this. You can continue to live your life. 
without having these images seared into your mind. I love you. And then, like, after, like Boku no Pico gave me that moment of, you know, self-reflection, thought. It was kind of beautiful, almost. Not the show. What Afterwards, me kind of checking in on myself. You know, Kelly, you've done a great service to a lot of listeners, because now you sort of, like, you've done it. You went and touched the, the, the evil... Uh, you did. You looked at. You looked at beyond the I veil. I looked at the eclipsed sun. <laughs> you got burned. I got burned. And now we and know I... not to look at the eclipsed sun. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do what I can for the people. Sword Art Online is yes. the show that I make fun of without ever having ever even attempted to watch an episode of. Because it is so that and Arema are the two shows that I like. <laughs> Make fun of well, Orima. I'm just angry at for existing, um, but both shows never touched an episode, never even tried to, had zero interest in doing it. So mm. I like make fun of it, and then sometimes I'll get a person being like, "Well, the first half is better than the last," and I'm like, "I literally don't care. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making some jokes here, guy." <laughs> and if anyone defends Orima, I'm just like, "Okay, bye." Oh my- <laughs> gross. <laughs> Wait, what is a Raymon? A Raymo? A Raymo? A Raymo is one of those harem animes with oh. like a sister complex, except it got really famous and controversial because the sister won. <laughs> 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 uh, and it's super popular. And there's now the same guy, the same creator made another one, which apparently is even worse. And I think it's currently airing called Aero Manga Sensei. Oh no. And it's just fan service, both of those. <laughs> Except I think this time all the girls are like 12, so it's like even worse. Oh, no. So, yeah, um, no. <laughs> it's not, no. I, it's not redeemable. <laughs> and I'm not going to watch it, and I will make fun of it. <laughs> because I'm sad it exists. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Kelly, for sharing some of those. I learned <laughs> a lot about things that are good to hate on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Same. I really ranted there about vampires, and I'm sorry. I mean, like, that's it, right? Like, I mean, it's the stuff where it's like, man, I really like that I don't like this. Should <laughs> <laughs> we move into uh, Kelly's Current Corner? Kelly's <laughs> Current Corner needs her song. Oh, 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 oh. That was it. Did you like it? It was silence. <laughs> oh, I thought it was your uh, 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 Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the sound of silence. It was the fanfare that you deserved. Anyway, Kelly's Current Corner was just the one episode of Boku no Hero that aired. Richard, did you watch it? No. I hate you. It was... Nothing happened. And I'm upset. No. Because um, it was a lot of lead up for stuff that's about to happen. And I want it to happen. <laughs> we learned some stuff. Like, it was a lot of, like, exposition time with All Might where we, like, sat down with All Might and he was like, okay, here's the plot. And we're like, thanks, All Might, for your service. <laughs> Please don't die. Please stop inferring. Please, All Might, stop doing that. No. Um, and then that was the episode, basically. Uh, Mineta was in it and he was a garbage man like usual and I really the only the black spot on Boku no Hero is his existence and it's just really upsetting that he gets screen time who? Mineta is the grape the grape boy oh my god he's so bad 
yeah, he's the worst, and he gets a scene being the worst again. And I'm like, stop giving him screen time. Yeah, whatever. I hate him. Whatever. Okay, fine. Something I don't love to hate. Something I just hate. It just hates him. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Yeah, no, that character trope is such like a like a 2010s thing. Like that character was in every 2010s anime, and I feel like it's mm. slowly been phasing out. And it's like to see it come back in a super popular show in this day and age makes me very angry. <laughs> I'm like, stay dead, <laughs> pervert man. Trope. Stay dead. <laughs> Get out of here. And that's all I've got. Nice. Richard, do you have stuff in uh, your rambunctious room? Oh, I finished Attack on Titan season you two. You beat me! I beat you at something! Yeah! The one time. Kelly, you haven't seen it. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Um, no. But I read the manga. So oh, okay, okay. Well, like, okay, so... Much like at the end of season one where everything just exploded... <laughs> season two at the end, everything just exploded. <laughs> And um, it was really nice. I was watching with a bunch of friends who, like, um, were watching it for the first time and another friend who had, like, seen it before. And he did a very good job of, like, not spoiling anything. He was just like, I'm not going to say anything to you guys. But then at the very end, he says, it's going to be great. <laughs> and that was really nice. It got me hyped up. Um, but, yeah, we got to see Aaron just doing Aaron's thing. He hasn't really changed too much. Um <laughs> Mikasa doing her thing, just friggin' killing everything and anything that gets in her way, which is, I admit, very enjoyable to see. Though, oh, delightful. I just wish Aaron weren't there. That would just, that would really do it for me. But that's okay. <laughs> He's got cool Titan powers, which I'm excited to see more of. Was it great? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. What are Beast Titans, man? <laughs> like who's the big hairy guy who can talk who? like people but the titans who can't knows? talk like people i don't get it also oh someone did something that didn't make a lot of sense and i won't say it right now but they did something i was like okay i don't super get why you went with those people but if you want to live your life that way that's fine <laughs> we'll talk later we'll talk later we'll talk later but yeah all right i will hopefully be watching anime again soon structure is returning to my life next week so Yay. we'll see uh, but these past few weeks have been crazy. Mm-hmm. And I guess now it's time for the anime club. Yeah, who's ready for the anime club? Richard. Yes. I don't think we adequately warned our audience. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right off the bat, before we get into this, I need to start listing some trigger warnings. Yep. Which I am very sorry if people yeah. started watching this stuff with mm-hmm. like our recommendation without knowing it. Mm-hmm. There was like nothing I wished anime list would list triggers. You mm-hmm. know, that would be nice. That would be nice. Um and helpful. But these three episodes tackle issues of like prostitution, um, coercion, like of underage girls, uh, suicide, uh, violence, um, and then, you know, like major character death. Uh, mm. so you know, like all the big ones, I wanna say. Yeah, all of them did just really playing bingo here. They did great. Yeah, um, so just want to lead that in first, uh, and then we'll we'll dive in. So yeah. before, so, well, Richard, should we talk about our overall feelings about these three episodes, or should we just dive in to episode one? Let's start a little bit, talk about our overall impressions, because, like, I was, yeah. All right. I was honestly pleasantly surprised. Same. Even after list, listing all those Yeah. <laughs> because I was, this is an older anime, and I've never heard of it, mm-hmm. so I was like, 
this probably isn't going to be that great, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be very much a product of its time. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, there were moments where I was like, this is an old anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it kept me engaged and it kept surprising me. Absolutely. Same. I could like, from episode one, I had an idea of where this show was going. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, this boy is going to become the main character. (laughs) And then it, that doesn't happen and nope. we'll get to why and then i was like oh this girl is going to become the main character and then all the people she kills is going to be like this is going to be it no that isn't going to be the show um and then I, and then when it moved on to the third episode i was like oh it's just going to be an episodic thing but then the ending of episode three was like wait is what <laughs> so i still don't really know where this show is going where mm-hmm. this show wants to go mm-hmm. but i I want to keep going on this train mm-hmm, and see where mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah, same. What about you, Richard? So I found it to be, um, by the end of the first episode, I was like, okay, so this feels a lot more like a less stylized death parade. Mm. Um, because like it, it has the whole thing where yeah. like people are dead and they, we sort of, we, <laughs> we go parade. through. they parade. They <laughs> parade. Um, but like um, information is revealed about like stuff that you didn't know about as time goes on. And a lot of it's like not mystery, but sort of like the, uh, the, the, the ignorance of like the people who are living trying to figure out what happened. And um, there's like an enigmatic being who is quiet and <laughs> controls has things. Has white hair. And has white hair. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I was um, honestly surprised in a, in a pleasant way, though. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into episode one. Sure, sure, we sure. Can talk details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So episode one starts off with a crime scene of like there's like a dead guy just there, <laughs> um, and then it like I'm trying to remember exactly, but like then it cuts to well, who the girl who we need co names Richard. In my notes, she's written as. Angel with stick. <laughs> it's a little long of a name. Though. I have her as dead girl, which is <laughs> probably a good name for her. So maybe we call her Angel. Angel's good. Um, Angel, I want to. I want to broadcast a correction from last year. Something I was very excited about turned out to be completely not true. She only has normal human ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those L four elf ears are actually like the thing she's tying her hair buns in. Yeah. And very disappointing. I had to pause the screen. I was very upset. Yeah. I'm very sorry. That made everyone really excited about having four <laughs> ears. But she only has two human ears. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, and Angel is there. And she also... Also another correction is that the word Shigofumi is not her name. <laughs> it is what... It is literally just letter from the dead. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Um, don't know how that got past us. Uh, as experts in the field, but mm-hmm. we do apologize for our lack of quality in reporting. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so um, this guy, what's his name? I haven't written Rocket as Rocket Man. Boy, <laughs> Rocket Man. Rocket Man. We're introduced to Rocket Man, mm-hmm. and he has a crush on this other girl who I've termed Braids. But do you have a something better? Girl. <laughs> okay, great. So on Braids. This girl who has braids. They're, like, in this, like, room that turns out to be on the roof of some abandoned building. Because, mm-hmm. you know, high schoolers in Japan. And he's literally trying to build a rocket. <laughs> yes. 
And he has all this equipment to build a rocket. None of this is ever explained, but Rocket Man has dreams. Mm -hmm. And his dream is to build a rocket. And while they're, like, whatever, chilling, talking, she's, like, student co-president at her school. They go to different schools. She gets a phone call Mm -hmm. and is incredibly passive as she finds out that her dad is dead. (laughs) And it's such a jarring scene of, like, what is happening? Mm Um, And he still has a crush on her and wants to bone her, even after finding out her dad is dead and she's upset. Um, You know, takes her to the hospital and she's like, yeah, my dad is dead. Like, it's like literally what happens. There's something weird. Mm -hmm. We don't know these characters yet, so I don't feel bad. I'm just like, that's terrible, I guess. And also the fact that, like, the way Rocket Man like, responds to the whole thing as if it's, like, kind of like, oh, man, that sucks that her dad is dead. She's so hot, though. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm like, okay, thanks, guy. You're really not likable. But, okay, (laughs) I guess you're the main guy now. Anyway, the next day he goes to their usual spot um, and is kind of upset Braids isn't there. But, I mean, like, her dad is dead. Yeah. Okay. um, And that's where he meets Angel, who's got a letter. And at first I was confused because I thought the letter was for Braids. Mm. Um. But no, it's for him. No, no, no. It's for Braids' lover. And so only her lover can receive this letter. And uh, Rocket Man gets very excited and wants to read the letter and is like, I can convince her to be my lover in a day. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a weird premise. Her dad just died. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Also, Angel's staff talks and it's the most (laughs) annoying and infuriating thing. Richard, do you like the staff? Okay, so, listen, I... Okay, I (laughs) did not appreciate the things that the staff necessarily had to say. They were kind of unnecessary and made the mood weird. But also, it was a staff that could transform into wings, and she used it as a weapon, and I was very impressed. (laughs) I knew it. I was, like, watching it. I was like, Richard likes this. So, Rocket Man has a new, you know... Uh, new goal in life now is to court this orphaned girl so he can get a letter. Uh, and he decides to build a rocket of love to do this. And so he calls Braids to be like, I just finished uh, my rocket and I want you to see it. Like, it's really important. And that's when he's going to confess to her when she comes by. And we see Braids is like in her house and she's packing everything up. Probably because it's being, like, foreclosed on because her dad is dead. (laughs) Um, And she has a tiny little sister who's very sad. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's, like, trying to be, like, the, the, you know, grown-up figure. Like, during this scene when he's on this phone, there's this amazing scene in the background of Angel just, like, wolfing down pizzas. Yeah. Just, I could not stop, like, loving it. (laughs) Eating it stuffing her face it's amazing and she's like angel's like why do you even believe what i'm saying that this is a letter from the dead and like the most cliched line ever rocket boy's like because no one believed in me i was like oh <laughs> except braids about this rocket and i'm like why are you a high schooler why are you building a letter <laughs> and one one thing i did like though is that um Angel girl kind of smiles at this point, and it's, like, nice, because usually those characters can't, like, refuse to smile. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, a normal girl. She's just kind of quiet. Yeah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. But she can smile if she wants to, and I appreciate mm-hmm. 
that it's not a like I'm gonna make her smile kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while exploring the building that Rocket Boy hangs out in, um, Angel finds like this room with like a bed and production lights and gets a weird vision of a woman with writing all over her body and you're just kind of like, what does that mean? And me, being a woman, knows exactly what that means. And is like, ah, I see where this is going and I'm terrified. Uh, So Rocket Boy finds the letter just left in his little club room. So he immediately reads it. And basically what it says is that Braids killed her father. And that her lover, whoever he is, should turn her in. That's mm-hmm. what the father's last message was. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a dick move. Yep. Like, he was a dick. <laughs> and uh, Rocket Boy's reaction is like, this is crap and this is a lie. I'm going to go confront her and tell her that I'll believe, like, she believes in me. I believe in her. Like, she definitely didn't kill her dad. Um, so they're at a park and uh, talking to each other. And she says that... She, as in Braids, is saying that they're going to a welfare home and she's quitting school so she can get a job to help her sister. And it's all really sad. And, like, Rocket Boy can't think of anything but his dick, so he just immediately starts confessing. (laughs) And she's like, nah, man. Um, And she starts saying something, but uh, about being the Stuco Prez. And, like, in your head, you're like, that was probably a lie. Mm -hmm. Um, And Angel walks in. And... Rocket Boy is like screaming at Angel to leave because he's like, I don't believe you. She definitely didn't kill her dad. I love her. Like, you can never doubt me, da da da. And he's just screaming. And so Braids finally has enough and just kills him. Yup, just drops him. Just stabs him right in the heart and it's over. And that's episode one. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and my thought for episode two was like, okay, he's going to reincarnate and become. Like, Angel's assistant. Oh. No, not what happens. <laughs> Richard, what happens in episode two? Let me tell you what happens in episode two. Uh, we pick up right where we left off. Uh, <laughs> Braids has just stabbed this guy because he knows a bit too much, unfortunately. Um, and uh, she tries to take a go at Angel, but Angel uh, is, of course, magical and just sort of goes invisible and steps away. Um, and she's sort of left behind, like, okay, I have to clean up and, like... <laughs> keep moving and so um angel goes off to the rocket room and she is talking to the staff and the staff's like wow that girl is crazy and the angel's like are you serious she's just trying to survive and Um, uh braids actually starts digging rocket boy's grave yeah which i think is the most useless thing i think like you will get more bang for your buck by just using your hands at this point (laughs) than a knife but whatever yeah um, so after the, 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 the carving into the ground with the knife scene, um, we cut to Braids, uh, and her younger sister in the new, uh, welfare home, uh, where, uh, they're playing ball and the younger sister is having a lot of trouble, uh, getting integrated into the, the group and sister is being, Braids is being really nice and she like tosses the ball to her <laughs> and gets her involved and they start playing, it's really nice and it's clear that Braids is like a really good sister to her sister. And the adults are sort of watching over this and they say like, yeah, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but their dad was awful and they're going to have a terrible life. (laughs) Um, Then we get to see um, Braids uh, walking along and she sort of has these, uh, or she's, I'm sorry, she's doing homework and she has these flashbacks to um, 
why she was in the abandoned building as the same at the same time as the boy because her father was um, hosting these uh, pornographic photography sessions with his daughter as a model, and it was yeah. very much against her consent, and she had to do it because like her dad was Gross. basically holding her hostage in this way. <laughs> Um, and yeah. it was very upsetting. Um, on the night of the murder, we learned that uh, her dad was going to use uh, her younger sister in the next uh, session, and she just completely loses it and stabs um, her dad because she needs to stop this from happening. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we, um, after she sort of has that flashback and she has a couple moments with her sister, uh, like being connected and her being a really good older sister, we uh, see her walking to school and she walks past the site where she buried the boy's body. What's his name? Rocket Man's body. And she's like, shit. I mean, gosh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. Um, and uh, we start to see the police uh, walking around the neighborhood trying to get information, specifically stopping by her welfare home. And uh, as she sees uh, the, the police officers talking to the owners of her welfare home, she realizes, I have to run away. I can't stay here. Um, or I, me and my sister are going to be in huge trouble. So she just, like, right then and there, she grabs some clothes from, like, an open truck. She goes to a bathroom and cuts all of her hair, and she gets a train ticket and is about to head out. Her new hairstyle is amazing. It is amazing. Like It's oh so good. Mm-hmm. Like, she is... Oh, she's, she's good. Uh, so she boards on the train, and surprise, surprise, she finds angels there waiting for her. Um, <laughs> angels like, hey, we need to talk, and I have this letter for you. And she's like please leave me alone. Why are you just like that? I need you to go. And she tries to go at her with her knife and Angel does some fancy gun work and says, you need to take this letter right now. I'm going to go now. I hope you don't have any regrets. And then she's like, regrets? Crap, I have a lot of those. And she reads the letter from the boy and it basically says, hey, I know you killed me and I've had some time to think about it, but I still love you lots. And she's like, well, crap. Gosh, darn it. Yeah, I think the big... The big thing from the letter was him saying, you know, I think I've been a little self-centered. Um, and yeah, never really asked about you. Um, so I'm sorry about that. And that was, like, I think what gets her is, like, huh. No, and, like, I really appreciate that they did that because that guy was being so self-centered. And I thought they were going to let him get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, she uh, runs off the train and heads back to their hideout on the top of the roof. Meanwhile, we see that police are still looking for her. And they're checking out her different haunts. And they end up going to the same building. Uh, where she and Rocket Man were hiding out, and she finds the rocket and she uncovers it, and she sees that he, uh, Rocket Man, had written her and her sister's name on the rocket, and it was very. She felt very moved and very upset, so she gets some paint and she writes his name on it too, and says that it's mm-hmm. going to go up into the skies. And she gets ready to launch it. She hits the ignition button, and suddenly there's a police officer there, and he says, "Hey, <laughs> I want to talk to you. Don't just. It'll be really easy. Just come on over here and talk." And he, like, tries to empathize with her and get her to come over. And then as she's making her way over, she sees that uh, a tarp has gotten caught in the rocket. It's going to mess up its trajectory. So she runs over, rips it off with the knife, and it looks almost like she's about to go attack the police officer. But then she, like, rips off the tarp and she, like, falls to the ground. She's like, okay, I fixed it. It's all good. And then she gets shot by another police officer who assumes that she's going to stab the guy. And it's really sad. And the, the, the first police officer is like, what is happening? Why did you shoot her? And he's like, oh, I got really scared. And so then she dies, and we see the rocket ship get set up in the sky, 
And the little sister's like, wow, look at that rocket ship going up in the sky. And so upsetting. It ends in everyone dying. <laughs> but Angel goes to the welfare home and she gives the little sister a letter. Oh, that's right. I forgot. From sister. And that's the end of the episode. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> because when I started this episode, I thought, oh man. This girl's going to be the main character. She's going to kill people and get letters from them. And then she'll learn to be a better person. But she seems so cool. And I really liked her new hairstyle. And I really, I was like on her train. I was on the braids train. I was ready. And then she just died. Yep. And it was very upsetting. Way mm-hmm. more upsetting than the weird guy, Rocket Boy. I didn't care about Rocket Boy at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer. It was a bummer. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, episode three starts. I'm like, oh, okay, so it is an episodic thing. Mm-hmm. So we have completely new characters. This is going to be hard with code names. Um, yeah. But I have uh, Video Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Gamer. Gamer. Gamer good. Boy. Mm-hmm. Game Boy. Gamer. There's this guy, and he's a gamer. Because that's his only character trait. <laughs> and he plays. he's playing a video game on, like, a dumb cell phone game. And uh, he... He's, like, playing this game at this train station, and uh, he wins the level, and it flashes the words, you are alive, which is very important. Because at that point, he's kind of, like, he's at that train station, and he keeps moving forward as if he wants to go in front of the train, like, onto the tracks. Like, he kind of gets the feeling like he wants to jump in front of the train. Um, But he doesn't, of course. And he just, you know, rides to school, like, normally. And it cuts to him and his buddies at school, who I've named Glasses and Lazy Eyes. Oh! <laughs> are those good names or should I change them? Those are good names. So, Glasses, all we know about him is he's a nerd. And Lazy Eyes is like that cool, like, blonde-haired anime character whose eyes are kind of, like, droopy. Uh, and so, at lunch, uh, Gamer's like, have you ever thought of just, like, kind of jumping in front of a train? And Glasses and Lazy Eyes, they're like, no, that's weird. You're weird. Um, And then Lazy Eyes gives him a meaningful look. And I'm just like, okay, what's happening? (laughs) And literally the next scene, Lazy Eyes is dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he apparently jumped off of his apartment building. And it's like, that was sudden, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Um, And it it cuts to uh, Angel delivering letters to some guy who's mm-hmm. getting, like, beat up by these people. Mm-hmm. And one thing that surprised me is that her character seems like an otherworldly character that, you know, should kind of keep a low profile. <laughs> but she just walks in, and she doesn't care who sees her or how big the scene is when she walks in, because she's like, gotta get this letter as <laughs> fast as way possible. So she has this whole fight scene with these randos, and it's like, no... No big deal. And she gives the the guy who was getting beat up a letter, and the letter's just a bloody handprint. And I don't think this is ever resolved in this episode, right? I don't think it is, no. Yeah, okay. So that's a thing that happens for reasons I don't understand yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I literally don't know who those characters are Mm. or what they mattered Mm. in the grand scheme of things. But whatever, that happens. And she walks away because she doesn't actually care if he gets beat up. She just wanted to give him the letter. Um. We go back to our high schoolers, so Gamer and Glasses are kind of, and the whole school really are getting, like, interviewed and quizzed by the school about this terrible, you know, incident with their friend, and, like, the school is awful. Mm-hmm. Awful. <laughs> because, like, their whole thing is, like, we're gonna lose so much money, <laughs> because one of our students 
killed themselves. Like, what about our money? And I'm like, this student died. Like, why are people awful with death in this show? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. holy God. <laughs> but they're like, were, was he being bullied? Because if he was, that's going to look bad on us. Da, 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 da. There's interviews with his dad at one point on the TV screen. And he's like, I never did it. Like, it must have been something with the school because, like, he was fine at home. Like, I don't understand it. No one understands what's happening. And from all this, uh, Gamer starts questioning, were they ever really friends? Mm -hmm. Because he, like, doesn't know anything about him is something he realizes. Like, he didn't know anything about his home life or, like, what his likes were. He was just, like, he was just the guy I hung out with at school. And he feels kind of down about it. And uh, he's talking to Glasses about it. So Glasses, as a way to kind of sympathize and help him try to figure out, like, we were friends with him talks about this girl he knew in middle school who was the nicest girl in the world, and then they find out that she just kind of shot her dad dead. <laughs> and it's like, it was crazy. And she's like, you never know people, and that doesn't matter how long you know them, you don't ever truly know them, is basically his point. Um, and Angel says something in the distance, very philosophical, about humans being fundamentally broken, because they're the only ones who do these kinds of terrible things, no other animal does. Um, which I don't think is true, uh... I mean, some animals do do some of those things, so mm. whatever. Like dolphins. Dolphins do a lot of messed up stuff because mm. they're smart. Uh, anyway, so Lazy Eyes' dad, then it cuts to like they're, they're back in class or whatever, and it's chill. And then Lazy Eyes' dad walks into the room with a whole rifle. Mm. And you're like, how did you get here? <laughs> how did you hide this giant gun? <laughs> Um, and calls for martial law, basically. He's like, this is a courtroom now. Barricade the door, kids. I'm interrogating everyone. And so, like, everyone is freaking out outside the school because he's holding, like, all these kids hostage. And the police guys, the head of police, his son is in it. He's His, he's, his son is Glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really upset. Everyone's upset. And all the kids are freaking out because there's just this guy with this gun in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, he starts interrogating, like, gamer guy and gamer guy just kind of has like this mini breakdown even though like a gun is being pointed at him being mm-hmm. like i don't know you shouldn't you know you're his dad da, 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 da. Mm. at that point angel walks into the room like it's nothing to deliver a letter <laughs> and dad gets pissed because he he wants because the letter is addressed to gamer guy mm-hmm. and it's from his son and so dad is like i want it and he's like trying to shoot everyone and dead girl's got a gun on him and is like, don't you dare shoot. I'm just trying to finish my job. He needs to read it before he can die. <laughs> and and there's this weird moment where Glasses looks at Angel and is like, is that my middle school friend? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, the letter says that Lazy Eyes didn't really want to die, but he didn't really want to live either. And he mm-hmm. just felt like jumping at that point. And it's just like, yeah, so that's what I did. And uh, dad is very upset to learn this because he's like, my son wouldn't be like this. This is terrible. And then the SWAT team arrives uh, and takes him into custody. And uh, it cuts to Angel on top of a roof, very philosophical, saying, death brings not salvation, only evanescence. Wake me up. What does that mean? Save me! I've become. And she says it's a quote by a novelist named uh, by the name of Mikawa Kirameki. Why did I remember this name? Ah, because seconds later, 
glasses <laughs> bursts in onto this roof and is like, it's you, Mikawa. <laughs> I was in middle school with you. Why did you kill your dad? And then it cuts to an image of a girl with long brown hair in a hospital bed sleeping. And on her nightside table is a book with the word with the name Mikawa Kirameki written on it. And that's how the episode ends. Wait, wait, wait. She wrote the book? I don't know. I don't, I, the, I don't remember. Oh, okay, okay. It's I, the I didn't same catch that. name is the thing of the quote of the novelist. It's the same name. I didn't realize she had the same name. I don't know if she's descendant because, you know, they always do the last name first in Japan. I don't know huh. what's ha- I don't. I have no idea what's happening, Richard. Oh, I didn't realize that she had the same name. Okay. Oh, huh. that adds some stuff. Right? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, and that's how episode three ends. So, what do you think is going to happen next, Richie? I think someone else is going to die. Yeah. They're going to send a letter. And Glasses Boy will be having his own subplot where maybe he's reading a book. And he's like, hmm, the family record says that everyone died in that lineage many years ago. And then he says, but wait, this one person still lives. And then, I don't know. It'll be something where he's doing research while she's doing something else is what I'm thinking. Do you think Glasses is going to become a main character? Mayhaps. Perhaps. Like, I just... The structure so far has been episodic, so I'm just like, is it going to switch now? Like, I have no idea. I have a bad feeling that Glasses is going to die next episode. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Like, he's going to be the one who dies, and I wonder if Angel's going to be the cause of it. He's just like, no, you don't know me. Shoot (laughs) you in the face. Because she has no problem with hurting people. She's... The only reason she's been in these protector roles is literally because she wants to deliver the letter. Mm. After the letter gets delivered, she... She has. She doesn't care at all about what happens to these people. I feel like she can't kill people, can she? I mean, like she can She's hurt. She's got people. a gun. Yeah, but like, also, we don't even know if that gun works. Doesn't it have a stamp on it. Yeah, it has a stamp. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I honestly have no idea where the show's going. It has consistently surprised me with where it's going each time, mm-hmm. and I have no idea. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that. Sh- for some reason, I think like maybe. Do you think she's in a coma? Yeah, I think she's in a coma, and her spirit is wandering as a Shigofumi sale or sender, male person. Yeah, career. Mm-hmm. Career. But another thing that I was thinking of because that's been a big theme because like she shot her dad. Braids also killed her dad. I'm wondering oh. if maybe that's her sister. Braids, her sister? No, 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 no. Uh, kind of like as a as a parallel. Angel's sister is the girl in the bed. Maybe something happened. And like, there was a big accident and like Angel died. Her sister is in a coma. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because like, that's, there's a lot of parallels with her story and Braid's story so far with the killing of the dad, mm. which also shows why she was pretty sympathetic to Braid's. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because um, she was like, yeah, of course she stabbed him. So I'm like, what what happened, Angel? Interesting, interesting, what interesting. What happened? What happened? Tell me. Um, and she also knew from glancing at the bed in the room with the production lights kind of what was going on. Yeah, so yeah. I, I worry for Angel. Me too. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm very intrigued. I, I just don't, I like, honestly cannot predict what's going to happen. Mm-mm, me neither. Someone is going to die. Someone's got to die. That I know for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's either, it's, there's only two options. Someone we have not met before or it's glasses. Mm. I don't think Gamer Guy is going to die next. 
Do you think it's hard being like Angel? What, a courier? Yeah, courier. Like, that sounds frustrating when people don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't understand how she has her job still. Because she just shows up and lets everyone see her. How is the concept of Shigo Fumi's not, like, a thing in this world? Like, everyone's always like, what are you talking about? When she just shows up all the time and is witness to, like, a ton of people each time. And people are dying all the time, okay? Like, <laughs> how does the world not just understand this is a concept? Well, so happened? at the beginning of the first episode, they had the two, like, these, they didn't even show their faces. They had two random girls saying, like, hey, have you ever heard of this person who delivers letters to people after they've died? Oh, my God, you're right. And, like, maybe she's, like, just an urban myth. And when people see her, they're like, oh, I saw the Shigofumi later. And they're like, nah, you didn't. And they're like, oh, I guess oh. I didn't. There's another thing is that her headquarters is called, like, Gospel Department. Yeah, yeah. She gets, like, notices from them. And I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it's clearly a reference to the, the gospel from mm-hmm. the Bible. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it means in, like, this context. I don't know if we'll get to meet who's at the Gospel Department later on. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I want to see them. I want to see more weird people, like mm-hmm. Angel. Yeah, I like those. Are they all just comatose children? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> what if this is all a simulation? Ah, uh, that would be a very anime thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question is, they went into a lot of detail about what the staff was and how it worked. I feel like that wasn't necessary to the conflict of the story. <laughs> they did that, and I completely forgot about it. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, no, she's I, like... It did uh, not register with me. She's like not a real human, so. and she, but she wants to be a human soul. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to see how that goes. She's Mm. just very, she has a very annoying voice. And she's there for, clearly for comic relief, it's not working. I don't want comic relief right now. Yeah, no, it's like, this is not, this is not the time or show for a comic relief character like that. Um, But yeah, we'll see. see. I wonder if the next death, what do you think the next death will be themed upon? Um, I'm going to say trampled by an elephant. All right. Yeah. I'm going to say like run over by something mm. accidentally. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, I, I think, think we need a, uh, an accidental death. Absolutely. Too many murders. Yet. But I think that's it. We need, we are way over. We're we way need over. to get into the rec room. Quick to the rec room. All right. Da-da-da. So my rec for this week is one that I'm very excited about. Um, many people have heard of this, but I'm going to plug it right now. It is called Infinity Train. Um, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and these pilots! I love pilots on YouTube. Like, Cartoon Network pilots, I love checking them out on YouTube. Um, so, yeah. Cartoon Network pilot for uh, an idea for a show. Um, it features this witty, problem-solving um, protagonist who's uh, stuck on this weird train that she doesn't know anything about. Uh, all that she knows is that she has this weird glowing number on her hand. And it hasn't changed in a week. And she's been going through for the past week these different train cars, solving these various puzzles, trying to get to the next car with the hope that something she'll learn something about why she's there or how to get off the train. Uh, she's accompanied by this spherical robot that uh, embodies sort of like optimism and pessimism. And it can split into these two different halves to like be an optimistic side and a pessimistic side. Um, and uh, the reason why I love the... Uh, the pilot so much is because uh, the main train that she's the main train car she's trying to solve takes place in this <laughs> this kingdom of corgis um, called Corginia or Corginia sorry and it is like 
the ideal society in my mind. It's a bunch of corgis who are <laughs> because very, everyone's a corgi. Everyone's a corgi, and they have this advanced. Well, they don't have advanced technology. They have pretty good technology, and they have a society that's very peaceful. And the corgis are very good and funny, and I like them. Um, it features like that classic uh, Adventure Time mystery about like not really knowing, and like sort of also in Steven Universe of like not really knowing exactly what's going on, but getting subtle clues about the world and trying to figure out what's the larger setting is while just getting like a bunch of quirky clues at the time. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'll put a link to it in our description and you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. No, I've seen it before like mm -hmm. years ago and it was super fun. Mm -hmm. But you know, Cartoon Network doesn't have time for new shows. They need to keep playing Teen Titan Go. I'm going to cry into my own like <laughs> I've never been sad. Let's not talk about the death of Cartoon Network. <laughs> um, I, my wreck of the week is to keep in with the theme of this whole week of just upsetting things uh, that you don't expect. Uh, and I want to recommend uh, the short, I think it was like, it was a student sh short, like a final project that they did. Um, and I forget, hold on really. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's from CalArts. So CalArts University, um, their art program, it was one of their, uh, one of the students' uh, final project. And it's called, There's a Man in the Woods. No! Yeah, and I used to love this back when it first came out in, like, 2014. Um, so it's an animated project that they did where they um, animated uh, a poem, basically, like a spoken word poem. And it's kind of about this this high school, or not high school, this elementary school teacher who gets fired because of some kind of fibs that the school child is telling that there's a man in the woods and it's about his frustration and I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it does get very dark mm -hmm. um, by the end of it. It's only three minutes long and it's so well done and it gives me chills each time. So I highly recommend giving it a listen. We'll link it in the description. Mm -hmm. There's a man in the woods. Oh boy. We got some spooky content this week. Yeah. So uh, next week we will continue with, Shigo Fumi. We're going to watch episodes four, five, and six. Uh, now we can tell you better content warnings. Any trigger is possible at this point, so be warned. Be, be warned. Know yourself, know what your limits are, and don't push yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's where we're at. So, Richard, I think we need to thank some people. Oh, yeah. We want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Woo! Woo! And now, how shall we leave them, Richard? Stay away from any people in woods that you may encounter because they're <laughs> scary. <laughs> and also, don't be like us. Don't be like us mm -hmm. is what the letter will say <laughs> when it reaches you. Mm -hmm. Don't be like us. Don't be like us. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm Amy. And we host More Research Required, a podcast where we create scientific studies we would do if anyone gave us money to do them. We're asking the real questions. 
questions like, does your personality affect whether you believe in horoscopes? Or do hockey superstitions have an impact on the outcome of a game? And how often are people really playing Wonderwall at parties? We discuss prior research, make hypotheses, and speculate wildly about what we would do with unlimited funding. Catch more research required every other Sunday on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are sold.